Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. That should take us to the final whistle. Little pushy shovy. That's going to do it. John Bates makes the catch. What a night for Fields. What a night for Moore. What a night for Matt Eberflus. There he is. Getting this team ready. Great job. Coming off the disaster last Sunday. Short week on the road and man alive. First win in almost a year. Welcome back to Commanders Uncensored. Braden's away again tonight, and he will not be able to join us, so I'm I'm going to do this solo, I guess. I was thinking about bringing on the baby at the end to give a prediction, and I don't even think I'm going to do that. I think this is going to be a pod. Just It's, it's just going to be me. It's just going to be me talking about this past week, mostly. Going to be me talking about Ron Rivera. Going to be me talking about that Chicago loss. And then at the very end, I'll throw in the Atlanta game. But we need to really focus in on this past week. When is a win a win? A loss a loss. A loss that feels really bad. A win that doesn't quite feel so good, right? We've, we've talked about this over and over again. And what I can say is we lost one week ago, or or maybe I should say at this point, two weeks ago to the Philadelphia Eagles and nobody was questioning if Ron Rivera should be the head coach. You fast forward, we lose this game on Thursday night to the Bears and there's all kinds of questions. And you ask why? Well, one, we played so much better versus the Eagles. We were maybe expected to lose that game. We almost win that game. But even in the loss, we didn't look bad. We looked good. We we had a shot to win that game. Some would say maybe we should have won that game. And then you turn right back around. You come home. It's a Thursday night. It's a prime time game. It's against a Bears team that hasn't won, that everybody thinks you're going to win. You're favored. Everything was lined up for you to win. And that's what makes it hurt even more is when when it looks on the outside like it's an easy one for you. And I know I shouldn't say the word easy, but when it's a game that you should win, there's really no question. Even if you don't win by a lot, you should win that game. I don't care if it's one point. You should win that game. And everybody is waiting on that victory, and you come out and you lose like that. That's the problem. That's what's wrong. 
that's been the problem since Ron Rivera has been the head coach. It's the inconsistency. Anyway, Chicago wins this game 40-20. to 20. How in the hell did we allow the Bears to get 40 points? It was 27 to 3 at halftime. I'm I'm sitting there and I'm stunned, right? I'm looking at the scoreboard and I'm thinking 27 to 3. What is going on here? How one do we only have 3 points? Two How do they have 27 points? 27 to 3 at halftime. And then Ron Rivera comes out and says this. He says that he didn't have anything to say to his players, that he let them talk to each other. Let me ask you, do you think the great ones say that? Do you think Vince Lombardi goes back with the Packers or even with the Redskins the one year he coached? And do you think he just doesn't say anything to his players? Do you think Bill Belichick? Do you think Bill Parcells? Do you think any of the greatest head coaches of all time just let their players talk amongst themselves? When they're losing to an inferior team that they should not be losing to, do you think the great ones just sit back and go, eh, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. You got it. Go ahead. No. You know why? Because it's your job to motivate your players. That's what a head coach does. You either got to be a strategic head coach or you got to be a motivator. You don't call offensive plays, and you don't call defensive plays. So you better be a damn good motivator. And now you're not even doing that. I don't know what you're here for. You're just collecting a check at this point. Magic Johnson, after the game, sends a tweet out. Talks about this team came out with no intensity. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a direct shot at Ron Rivera. Paint it how you want to paint it. That's a direct shot at Ron Rivera. One of your owners just said your team came out here with no motivation. You're the head coach. It's your job to motivate them. This team has been the same Since Ron Rivera has been here, it has been inconsistent. We will go out and look great one week. We will beat a team we have no business beating. All the fans jump right back in. And then we turn around and we play a game against the Bears. And we lose. After the game, the players, they look. They look like upset. They look sad. They don't even look mad. Like when you look at a player, right? 
after a game and you can see that they're angry that they lost. That's an emotion. That's an emotion like, I'm mad we lost this game. We shouldn't have lost this game. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see someone who looks sad, who's moping. That tells me there's a problem in the locker room. There's no energy. There's no anger. There's no let's go. It's just, eh, we're here. We're here. Don't worry about it. Do whatever you want to do. That's fine. Finally, Jonathan Allen has kind of stepped up. And he's trying to motivate people, but it's not his job. I like that he's doing it, but he's got to do it with the head coach. It can't just be a player doing it. It's got to be the head coach. Like I said, if you, you can NFL Network, you can YouTube. If you want to watch head coaches that motivate head coaches that are successful, watch them on the sideline. Watch a Lombardi. Watch a Belichick. Watch a Parcells. Watch how these guys constantly are going over. And I don't even care. You can even go to your to your um like Shanahan's and stuff like when the team comes off of the sideline, they got the headset off. They're either asking questions, they're communicating, or they're yelling. They are doing something. They're not standing on the sideline by their self with their hand up to their mouth. You know, the Ron Rivera, the hand tucked up under the chin. He has the one finger covering his mouth, and he's just staring into space, not talking to anyone. Go over and yell at somebody. Go over and put your arm around somebody. Ask a question. I don't care what it is, but talk to your team. Communicate to your team. The fans have showed up, right? So we've heard this one. Don't be a bandwagon fan when we start winning. Don't just show up then. Every home game has been a sellout. And if you don't know this, it's not cheap, ladies and gentlemen. On average, if a fan goes to a game, he's got to pay for his gas, he's got to pay for his food, he's got to pay, if he's coming out of town, he's got to buy a hotel room, he's got to buy a parking pass, he's got to buy the game ticket. And most of the time, you're not even going by yourself. So now you're timesing that by two or three, whatever your number is that you're taking. So on average, most fans are spending $500 to $1,000 per game to go down there and watch this. So if you want to sit here and tell me the fans don't have a reason or the fans don't have a voice or the fans don't have whatever, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. The fans are the reason the players are on the field. Because we, the fans, all of us, we all pay their salary. We want to see a good product. So when you don't produce a good product, that's that's a problem. And it's not like it's one loss and it's not like it's one year. It's over and over and over here. And we have the right to complain. We have the right 
to want to see better. So now I guess we want to get into the, well, okay, never mind. The game, I'm not, there is no highlights, there's no lowlights, there's no anything, right? It was 27 to 3 at halftime. Our defense played like garbage. They just kept running the same route, the same player, DJ Moore, and he kept being open over and over and over again. We couldn't stop him. Finally, at the end, we do get down only by 10, and then we miss a field goal. We really had no right to even only be down by a field goal. Or, I'm sorry, by 10 points where the field goal would have made it a 7-point game. But we actually did have a shot at coming back in that game, right? Until we missed the field goal and until we get ultimately beat 40-20. to 20. That's about all I got to say about it. There was nothing good about the game. It really wasn't. Everybody looked bad. Offense, defense. Nothing was good. There's no there's no sugarcoating it. I'm not even trying to sit here and say, oh, well, Sam Howe played okay. Oh, well, you know, Eric Bieniemy's new. Oh, well, Jack, the... I don't care. I don't care. The excuses are over. I think time is running out on Ron Rivera. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever a podcast that you want to listen to, if there was ever a podcast that you might want to tell your friends about if they are Commanders fans and if they are passionate, we're going to start right now. This is the one you're going to share because I'm going to lay it all out here right now. It gets real. There's 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 no joking right now. There's no Commander baby coming on here. There's, there's, there's no I'm going to tell jokes right now. This is all about I don't even care about the Chicago game. I'm done talking about it. This is about the situation in Washington, and this is about Ron Rivera, and this is about what should or could or might happen. So I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask several questions, and then you can come up with your own answer. And I'm going to give you my reasoning. And at the end of it, we'll see how we feel. The very first question is a very simple question. Does Ron Rivera need to go? I don't know if he needs to go, right? Should Ron Rivera be fired? Is Ron Rivera your long-term answer? What's your What's your answer? Yes, no, maybe. I don't think Ron Rivera is the long-term answer. Best case scenario, Ron Rivera, they go on to win... They went out and they went in Super Bowl. Well, then he's not going anywhere. And congratulations. But we are far from that. Has Ron Rivera been a good GM? Has have have the draft picks 
worked out. No. Is our offensive line better or worse than when Ron Rivera became the head coach? It's worse. What is better? What unit is better since Ron Rivera became head coach? Maybe the wide receiver unit? Maybe. I don't really think the running backs are better. Quarterback? Eh, like, maybe. You know what I mean? We got a lot of question marks, but we don't have any great answers. Defensive line? Okay. I'll give you that one. That's it. Is Eric Bieniemy or Jack Del Rio your long-term answer? Well, I would say Jack Del Rio will not be the head coach here, so that only leaves Eric Bieniemy. So that's a question mark, right? Eric Bieniemy maybe can be the head coach here. Maybe. But Eric Bieniemy cannot be the head coach here if he does not become the head coach here this season. It doesn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. Show me a team that failed, didn't make the playoffs, finished with a horrible record, and the owner fired everybody and kept a coordinator on that staff to become the head coach. It doesn't happen. That's not, that is a false reality. And I have seen that on social media. I have seen people saying, well, when Ron Rivera gets fired at the end of the season, Eric Bieniemy, he's going to be our new head coach. You are delusional. If you believe that happens, everybody goes. Everybody. The GM, the vice president, the head coach, all of his coordinators, everybody packs their stuff and goes. His only shot is now, this season. That's it. So now all those questions basically just revolve around this one. Or, I'm trying to think of a different way to phrase this. I was going to say, why is Ron still the coach? We've had Josh Harris come out and say, well, I don't want to be like Dan Snyder, basically, is what he's saying, and I don't want to make any quick decisions, right? So follow me here. We had the main owner say, I don't want to make any quick decisions, right? We've then had a other owner in Magic come out and say they didn't have intensity. When you have two different owners talking totally different, what does that tell you? That tells me behind closed doors, there is discussions going on that basically are probably going like this. If you take both of those statements and you combine them, that's your answer. We don't want to fire you, Ron, but damn it, if this team doesn't start to show something, you're gone. 
I believe Ron Rivera has one of two options here. Well, one of three. Either he wins and then that's it. This is over. Great. We won. That's awesome. And if that's not the case, he has until week eight tops. I believe that is against the Philadelphia Eagles. And he might not he might not make it to week eight. If he comes out this week, if this team, if this commander's team goes out here against the Atlanta Falcons and totally pulls this whole what they just did against Chicago, if they come out here and just, I mean, look horrible again, right? Because that's a disgrace. Josh Harris is worried about fans not showing up. Hey, he's happy that we've, we've come, you're right. It's, it's been a full house. But you start to lose. So let me put it a different way. Or let me say this. If I'm Josh Harris, if I'm the owner of a team, and I'm selling out, and I've already made my mind up, right? At this point, he already knows. Because, let's be honest here. Sean Payton came out and said, the ownership group reached out to me and wanted me to be the new head coach. Maybe that's part of the problem, right? Sean and Ron have known each other for a long time. Watch Ron Rivera's body language. He slumped over, both hands up near his head. He gets asked questions, and I think he got asked questions like about the defense. And his answer was talking about a young quarterback and Sam Howe. Nobody's asking you about Sam Howe. We're talking about the defense. We're talking about why your team is doing this, and you're at, and then you're giving us an answer that we didn't even ask. You're trying to deflect here. He looks worn out. He looks tired. He looks uninterested. So why is Ron Rivera still the coach, I just asked. Ron Rivera is still the coach very simply because Dan Snyder. We had a horrible owner in Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder got himself in trouble with females, he knew what was going to happen, so he had to hire somebody who had a great reputation. He brought in Ron Rivera, not because Ron Rivera is a winner. So I have to remind you, Ron Rivera has been coaching for, this is his 13th season. He's been coaching for 13 seasons now, and he's only had three. Can you show me any other Head coach who has coached 13 seasons and only had three winning seasons. Why does he keep getting these opportunities? Why has he lasted this long? Well, because in Carolina, he started off hot and then it, it faded and they were just a little slower to get rid of him. Here in Washington, Dan would have got rid of him a long time ago, but this whole thing, he knew he was getting kicked out. What was it, 2020? So basically, you're looking at a two- to three-year process that it took to actually get rid of him. And if you're an owner, and if you are leaving, you are not spending money on a new head coach. So that's what we, the fans, get stuck with. We get stuck with somebody because our owner got kicked out. Our owner did not want to pay for new. That's Nothing's great happened. No big free agent signings. Look at it. 2020, everything froze up here. 
like I said, he's coached 13 seasons. He's had three winning seasons. That was 2013, 2015, and 2017. That's a long time ago. This is his fourth season in D.C., and in my opinion, this team has declined. This team has went down. Our offensive line has gotten worse. Our offense has gotten worse, right? Like, we finally have brought in Eric Bieniemy, but Eric Bieniemy now is handcuffed because we've had a head coach who is also the GM and also has all power and did not draft or did not bring in any free agents to help that line. And Eric Bieniemy keeps calling protections that he's he's not giving his quarterback the right time. So like I said earlier, is Ron Rivera the future? So here's the real like this is this is where you you get the indication of how long does he really have here? Is he really going to finish this season out, or isn't he? If you believe he should be the GM still, if you believe he should be the head coach still, maybe you're saying, "Well, he shouldn't be the GM because I agree his picks are horrible." But he 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 maybe you know he can still be the head coach. I would argue why he's only won three out of thirteen seasons. But okay, I'll go with you on that. Do you really think Ron Rivera wants to come back here and not be able to have the same power that he just had? I don't know. Here's what I'm thinking. Unless this team turns it around, Maybe that old Ron Rivera comes back that we saw. Maybe that old Ron Rivera, the videos when he was the Panthers head coach, and he's cursing people out. Or that one little clip where Heineke's in there and he throws a rock at something, and he's like, everything we need is in this locker room, and everything we need is right here. Maybe he comes back. Maybe that guy comes back. Maybe the ghost of Christmas past comes back. I'd love to see it. That's what I hope happens. So maybe he comes back. Maybe he needs to hear this. Maybe somebody needs to tell him, let's go, wake up. Maybe he needs a Mickey, right? Mickey to Rocky in the old Rocky. Maybe he needs to watch the old Rocky movies. Get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. You know what I mean? Like Maybe he's got to be motivated. But if not, if we have one more horrible game, if we have a close game but we lose, right, just say we lose the next three and they're close, he's still gone. Either way, at some point, and here's here's why I say he, he should go, because at some point, if you're Josh Harris, if you're the owner of this team, you've already made your decision, right? You've already said, I'm not bringing this guy back, which, like I said earlier, I think he's already made that decision, folks. When he already tried to get Sean Payton to come here, that's all you need to know. He's not bringing him back. But, 
let's entertain everybody's he could be back. If he loses the next three games, at that point, you're halfway through the season. And you know 100% that you're not bringing him back because you were 90% sure. There was still that 10% that told you, well, maybe. But now you're over it, right? You have to give Eric the enemy his shot. The NFL world has been for years saying, why isn't Eric Bieniemy the head coach? Why isn't Eric Bieniemy a, a head coach somewhere, right? And they keep going over and over and over. So you have to let Ron Rivera go. And or, let me say this too. There is another option here. I actually want to ask a question. And the question is, does Ron Rivera have the fire still? I've heard the great players. I've heard the Tom Brady's. I, I, I've heard, you know, the Ray Lewis's and the Jerry Rice's. And I've heard these great players that say they just know, right? Like when it's over, it's over. Just one day you just say, I don't really enjoy doing it anymore. When it becomes a job, it's over. I get the feeling when my head coach is standing on the sidelines, not talking to the players, when my head coach says at halftime, I'm letting the players talk to each other, when my head coach doesn't seem very motivated and nothing has changed, I get the feeling Maybe he does not have that fire anymore. Maybe he, he's just not having fun anymore. And so what I would say is, Ron, Mr. Rivera, if you're not having fun anymore, and if this has become a job, and you really don't enjoy it anymore, go in and talk to Mr. Harris and say, I'm done, I just, I don't feel it anymore, and ask him to promote Eric Bieniemy, and you just step away, don't get fired, just ride off into the sunset, just go off on your own, announce it's your last game, announce you just, you know, whatever, you're, you're, you're tired, you want to spend time with your family, let us, the fans, give you a standing ovation and go out in the sunset like an old cowboy, right? Let Eric Bieniemy take over. Give him his shot. Because Magic Johnson said this team did not have intensity. But there's one thing that I know. Eric Bieniemy is a big question mark as far as offensive coordinator. I've already told you that. And... Our quarterback is brand new. You got a brand new quarterback. You got a brand new offensive coordinator. This whole thing was set up for failure when you have a coach that's sitting on the hot seat. That's why I didn't understand why he didn't bring in more experienced people. But this is the route that he chose. So if this is what you chose, step away gracefully. 
and allow the guy that you had come in, give him a fighting chance because the last four weeks really ain't it, right? It takes two weeks to adjust, and then by then the players, they're already looking at, you know, the season's over. They, they've already packed it up. The fairest thing, if you really want to get a true read on Eric Bieniemy, you have to allow him no later than week eight, right? You have to give him at least a half of a season to see because this team still might lose, but I believe this team will come out with more energy. I believe this team will come out with more intensity because that's him. That's what he's about. He might turn out to be a great offensive coordinator, and he might not, but I know he is intense, and I know he has the respect of the players because he was also a former player, and he is not scared to get in somebody's face. So when Magic says this team did not have intensity, I think he knows Eric Bieniemy will bring intensity to this team. The Chicago Bears players said this. The Chicago Bears players said that that defense looked lazy. They came out. They were trying to show one look. They were basically lazy about it, and they knew what they were doing. They were so bad. They were just going through the steps, right? Exactly. So we can blame Jack Del Rio, sure. He's the defensive coordinator. That does fall on him. You can blame the defensive backs coach, but ultimately the head coach has to see that as well, and he's got to start yelling at somebody. I don't care if he yells at Jack Del Rio, and then he's got to yell at somebody, but somebody's got to yell at somebody because if you're not sitting there and pressing these guys, that's what you get. You get lazy. Okay. I'm getting paid either way. Yeah, I'll step up. Okay, I'll step back. The team does not have somebody pressing them. And that's what they need. I think he's got one more. I'll just call it a stinker, right? That Chicago game was a stinker. He's got one more. If it happens this week, he's gone. If they win this week, but then they come back out and then they look horrible again. I think he's gone. I think he's got to go on a run right now. If he wants, and if he really wants to, and, and, and that's, don't lose those words right there. If he wants to, if he wants, if Ron Rivera wants, if Ron Rivera's got it in him to push this team, then they can go on a run and stay, but he's got to want it. That's for that's first. It doesn't matter what I want. It doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter what anyone else wants. If he doesn't want it, if he's already given up, if he's already checked out, I understand. He was sick a couple of years ago. Maybe that changed him. Maybe he wants to spend more time with his family. That's fine. Then go home. If you don't want it, then go home. If you do want it, then I challenge you to challenge everybody else in that locker room. Challenge every coach. Challenge every player to be better than what I've seen. 
We deserve better. We, the fans, deserve better than what you showed us last week. That's my message. I'm done with the rant. If you want to look around the league, if you think, well, they're only in year four, I would say look at, I kind of compared us before to the Eagles and the 49ers, as in, I don't think we are that separated as far as talent goes, but there's one big difference, and that's both of their offensive lines, right? That's what shocks me with this team, with having the old guys, like we have Rivera here, we have Jack Del Rio, which, you know, they... Like they, they talk, right? Like I'm shocked. And even with the enemy, like I'm shocked that we don't have a better offensive line because I thought the old school mentality, even more so than the new school mentality was you win up front, you win with your defensive and your offensive lines. And that's really what separates us. I think, I don't think their quarterbacks are much better than, you know, Sam Jung, but just pure ability, pure passing ability. Their receivers, like, you know, the defensive lines and, and, and this and that. But the one huge separation, huge. So if, you know, they're a little bit better here, maybe we're a little bit better here, and then you got this big gap that's on the offensive line. And then you look at the new teams, right? As far as the Colts have a new head coach, the Cardinals have a new head coach, you would think we would look better than those teams. And it's not that they're great teams, right? But when you when you're a fan of those teams and you see you see like fight, you see those teams are overachieving. Those teams have less talent than we have. The Bears had less talent than we had. If we lose to a team that has more talent, okay. But you can't lose to teams that have less talent. And then you have teams like the Colts, teams like the Cardinals, who I would, before the season, I would probably have made fun of Gannon, right? Because... Uh, comes across as a little odd and a little strange and a little goofy, but then he comes up there and says things like, I want killers. And if you watch his team, they played us pretty damn dirty. Late hits, going high on the quarterback, going low. Like it looked like they were trying to hurt our team, but that's part of the psychology, right? Like, that gets in the quarterback's head. That's that's kind of part of it. That's that's part of coaching. So you have these coaches that are getting their teams who are less talented than our teams, but they are playing better than their talent. That's what I want to see here in Washington. I want to see our team play better 
than our talent. I want to see us not lose ever to teams that are below us in talent, and I actually want to see us competing and beating teams that we shouldn't be beating because that is an indicator of your coaching. Moving on to this Sunday, we are a one and a half point underdogs to Atlanta. Going into the season, I would have said we're a better team than Atlanta, right? And I guess that's just because I'm a stupid Washington fan. This is what happens when you're a fan of a team. You think your team is better than it is, right? Vegas is telling you your team should only win six games. People on TV are telling you that your team is only a six-win team. But you as a fan, it's like a parent when you look at your child, right? You see better. You see what could be. You see what can be. And then you see what happens. What is. And then we blame, right? When your child doesn't succeed, you blame the teacher. The teacher didn't teach them. And the teachers are saying, I told them that he was just being this way. So I guess I'm just a stupid fan that loves my team and I think they're better than they are. But at the end of the day, they're not. They haven't been. But they can be. And it's early. But you can't let this snowball. This is what happens in sports. If you don't fix a problem right away, it snowballs. So you got that little snowball going down the hill. Grab it and stop it right away. You can grab a little snowball with one hand. But if you allow that snowball to continue to go down that hill, it doesn't take too long before the snowball is bigger than you and you can't stop it. It's just rolling out of control. Somebody has to stop it right now. It's either got to be Ron Rivera and or if he can't stop it, then Josh Harris has to come down here and he has to stop it and put somebody else in charge and see if they can stop it like an Eric Bieniemy. So here's my final prediction for Sunday because I'm a stupid Washington fan. I am stupid. I'll tell you right now. I'm so stupid that I think Washington's actually going to win this game. I think Washington wins at 24 to 22. It's a lot closer than I like, and somehow we pull it out. And what I do hope is that Heineke does not get in there. Because if Heineke gets in there, Obviously, I want him to lose because he's not with my team anymore. And all will be fine if he loses. But wouldn't that be a double slap in the face that if Heineke comes in this game and beats us, isn't that a what in the hell were you thinking, Rivera? Hopefully, Heineke stays on the sideline. Hopefully at the end of the game, we win and everybody daps it up and everybody gives them hugs and gives them loves. I don't want to see him in the game because I don't want to have to root against them. 
and I sure as hell don't want to see him beat us. So Washington, 24-22. And on that, that's it. Baby ain't coming out. This was just a raw episode. Just me spilling it out. Let's go. This is the week you fix it. This is the week you fix it. Ron, go in here and talk to your players like I'm talking on this mic right now. This is the week we get it right. We win now. We win the next one. And then we got the Eagles. And everybody thinks we're going to lose that one, right? And that's when you finally make a statement. But anyway, that's it. This has been Commanders Uncensored. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty side.